0: Hello, friends. Welcome to That's Pretty Woo. Conversations about life, beauty, and magic, because talking
1: it out makes us all more connected. We're your hosts, Jordan Medina and Kayleen Seuss, two friends navigating the balance between making time for our work and passions while trying to be present in everyday life as mothers, partners, and citizens of the universe. Okay, let's chat. Jordan, welcome to our season finale. Today, we're talking about the art of reflection, the magic of looking back, and how these practices feed our little hearts. I thought it'd be fun to jump into today's conversation with a look at what's going on with the moon on the day this episode airs. Yes.
0: So we've mentioned before that we both love the moon calendar app. I looked up today's date, Tuesday, December 17th, 2019, and I have to read a little of what the app says because I think it's perfect for our conversation. As the moon's energy decreases and shadow forms, the disseminating phase is the time to start focusing your intention inwards. The waning period is associated with letting
1: go of that which no longer serves you. I love that. And I think it touches on an often overlooked benefit of reflection, which is that when we look back, we can acknowledge and let go of what doesn't serve us and move our sights towards what does. And this time of year, I feel like it's just like a perfect time to be doing all of that. So how do you reflect? So, I mean, obviously like journaling for me is like an everyday reflection, but at this time of year and come January, there's some practices that I have to kind of look like zoom out a bit more. Um, I think it kind of starts with holiday cards actually. So like, last year I started including a little poem about our year and in order to do that I had to like look at everything that had happened that year and kind of get like wrap my brain around like what and what was what did this year encompass and yeah. so when I sat down this year to write our poem to include in our holiday cards, I like pulled up my calendar and kind of like took an assessment of like where where were we what did we do who did we see who came to visit just to kind of like, orient myself. yeah, Because just like I need to know where I am sitting in this chair with you, it like also helps for me from time to time to like zoom out Mm -hmm. and get a handle on like, where am I in life? Because sometimes like you can just like feel lost or like you haven't accomplished anything.
0: Yeah. I mean, I think that's the importance of like looking back and reflection to me is like, Taking that moment to see how far you've come because I think sometimes we get so caught up in where we are, what's ahead, that if we don't reflect, we can't see the progress we've already made. An example of this is like I did the moon journal that I had started at the beginning of the year and I set up these four quadrants, each with a different – I had a main word of the year, which was vibrancy. Okay. And I I really like that. How
1: did you come up with that?
0: You know, I don't know where that came from. Uh, Isn't that so funny? And I ended up working it into, we both worked with Abby Miller this year, who's a business coach. And when Mm -hmm. she asked me to come up with my like company motto, I like worked it in because like there's something about like, I mean, it suits you. I love the word vibrant, like feeling vibrant. That's how Mm -hmm. I want to feel every day. I mean, of course I don't feel that way every day, but I I want to. And I think that that was like a really good word for the year. It was like, I had each of my sisters choose a word and I had had you choose a word and I made y'all all a little gifts yes. like um with the word and one of my sisters chose the word experience and we have been laughing because it's like, oh, you should have put a qualifier on there, like good experience, because she's had a lot of experiences. <laughs> that's like picking the word and, interesting. Oh, uh, like, it, it was like, a lot this could go directions. in a lot of different directions. <laughs> and it was, and she's had a lot of experiences this year, not mm. this many good. Mm. So that's, you know, that was kind of like a interesting Careful, thing. What, you Careful what you wish for. Careful <laughs> what you wish for. But, but my word for the year was vibrancy and my four little words that were more almost like goal tasks, like to kind of like things I would like to do more of Mm -hmm. was like, I wanted to have more community. I wanted to collaborate, um, with, I I just wanted like a, I don't know, like a project with somebody else. And I wanted growth and I wanted creativity because I felt like even the moon journal, that whole like moment in time last January, when I was like having the craft corner over at the dinner table, Mm -hmm. like I definitely was suddenly feeling very like needing to be creative. Mm -hmm. And I think I felt like I moved salons in this last year and like, I really didn't love like my little community there. And so like wanting to have something that suited me better. And it's so funny, like all the things that have come to fruition that I wouldn't even necessarily recognize as having happened since January and since that list was made until I look back at the actual written list. And the funny part is I actually was like, going through old stuff and I almost got like accidentally got rid of that moon journal Mm -hmm. and I was like, Oh my gosh. And then I like pulled the pages out and was like, Oh my gosh. Like this is so funny to look at this because Mm -hmm. not only that, but like you and I started like long after I'd written this intention, Yeah, we started collaborating writing on a project together, which is like another outlet of creativity. Like I really feel like this has been a year where all of those things that I wanted were met. And even the growth, like, you know, my business has grown, this podcast has grown and, all of those different little like mini words and how it's like funny to reflect now and see Mm -hmm. how it all came to fruition. Whereas if I, if you, if I hadn't looked at those words or reflected upon that, or if I never looked back, I wouldn't realize how far I've come and all the things that have been er introduced in the last year. And I think, of course, the end of the year is like a perfect time to like wrap up and do that. And Mm -hmm. I also... You know, I think we'll save this for next season, mm. a season opener potentially, but you know, what? we both love a new year, oh, okay, a new year, yes. a new year, new will. Like yeah. that is the truth because it's trademarked like, <sighs> trademarked <laughs> <laughs> because it's a moment of that blank page energy. But I think it's we would be like remiss not to look back and reflect at how far you've come because it's real easy to get caught up in that first page of the journal and not like the dirty moon journal that I've already written all the stuff in. I have a a habit of kind of feeling that way. Like, well, I'm done with that. Uh But it's also like, no, that's a part of the same path. It's a chapter in the same book. Like you have to look back at how far you've come and where you – where you've come from. And we've done tons of reflection this year just by doing this podcast.
1: Yeah, totally. And it's funny because you talk about like being so done with the old journal. And my experience this year is fin- I finished a journal and I carried a finished journal around in my bag for <laughs> weeks because I wasn't ready to like put put it let go of it away yeah. to, to, to archive it. And still I feel some sort of odd compulsion to like pull it out and flip through my highlighted sections and like yeah. do something with it, which I haven't done. Um, and I'm nearly done with another journal. And my journals now have kind of evolved to it's my wallet. One book. I know you have many books in your organizational system. It's a weird system. Yeah. Um. Well, everybody has a system or not that works for them. Okay. I feel like there's also like uh, new systems coming out every day. I just saw um, Jess Fields who I love to follow for human design stuff. She just shared a new like organizational system that she follows that has a different notebook and you really like your lavender notebook. And mm-hmm. I think that one's a great one for reflection. It sounds like I'm a huge fan of the Get to Work book by Elise Blaha Kripe. So I mean, there's like journals and notebooks and calendar yeah. systems like out the wazoo in Elise's Get to Work book each month has an opportunity to look back on the past month and the the next month. And she also has like at the beginning, this like just a section where it has each month. And in years past, I've used that to kind of archive and document the big highlights mm-hmm. of what ha- who came to visit, where do we go, all of those kind of things. And then also like little moments so that I just have a frame of reference yeah. of everything that's happened because yeah, you can kind of get lost in that everyday shuffle and not see the progress that you've made. And also I think reflection's really cool because it gives you an opportunity for hindsight yeah. an opportunity for perspective an opportunity for appreciation and gratitude, which you talked about in a previous episode. So I think sometimes it's just a way also to like rewrite your history because yeah. you can look back, you can reflect and just be like, Hey, I have new perspective on that now.
0: Oh my gosh. For instance, when Wilder was born, everybody was like, you really need to keep track of what he's doing and do some sort of like a baby journal. Mm-hmm. And I bought like an Aaron Condren notebook that's like, if you look at it, it's like super masculine, you wouldn't know it's an Erin Condren. And it had just little, like I could write like a little blurb of every day. And when I was oh in like God. my bleakest place, when he was like first born, he was crying all the time. Like you slept for one and a half hours. I mom, your mom, I like wrote everything in like a third person sort oh of gosh. aspect. It is so bleak and so dark and honestly a little bit hilarious. Like when yeah. I look back at it, but in that moment it did not feel that way at all. But it's nice to get that like little bit of rearview mirror syndrome as what I used to call it, which isn't always a good thing. You can look, what usually I refer to rear view mirror syndrome as when you look at the past and it appears better than the present. And I think we have a habit. I I think it can go both ways. Like you can realize like, oh, I'm so glad I'm not in that space anymore. But I think you can also like get a little nostalgic. And for like, I even, even looking at that baby stuff, I can't really remember how bleak I felt in that moment. And so when I look back at it, I have a little bit of rear view mirror syndrome where I'm like, oh, but he was so funny then. And like, he did this that day. And like, oh my gosh, like, you know, I had these like moments watching Sesame Street, rocking him or Seinfeld when he was asleep. And, you know, I think we can look back and it's like easy to get nostalgic for a time that maybe wasn't as good as... Didn't exist. It didn't exist. (laughs) It didn't exist. Yeah. Yeah,
1: absolutely. But I mean, that's part of human nature. Absolutely. And I think that's the design of it. I mean, if we could re-experience things in vivid detail, then we might not experience what we have currently. Yeah. And I mean, there's a lot of situational amnesia when it comes to children. I mean, anytime I meet somebody who has older children and I've got a crying one-year-old on my hip and I'm dragging my three-year-old through Target and they're like, oh, I miss those days. And I'm like, well, huh? Yeah. Like... <laughs> hold on a second. They're like, oh, just wait. Yeah. You know? And it's
0: always like, it's a, somebody said once like, to me, threatening- they were like, yeah, oh, it's a threatening connotation. <laughs> and it's sort of like the way you are with like people who maybe don't have kids or who are like pregnant about to have a kids. like, oh, just you wait till you find out what this is, what this next phase is going to be. Yeah. And, you know, it's easy to reflect and only see the easy moments. But somebody once said to me when I first had Wilder and they have like a six year old and he was like, it doesn't get, doesn't get easier. It just gets different. And, yeah. you know, you kind of have to remember that too. It's like, you know, your problems when they're a teenager are going to be different problems you have when you're potty training them. Like it's not the same. Pro- it's a different problem. Yeah. You know, that, that's life.
1: But also I think it, I had somebody tell me it keeps getting better and yeah. that made me very hopeful. So I think there's probably what somebody should have said. Yeah. You can change, you know, you can change somebody else's experience by simply focusing on, on that element well, of it. And even by saying like the, the problems change, like, okay. Yeah. But also like your experience of them will continue to involve and grow yeah. and like, Oh, well, I mean, so cool. judging by
0: my book, I'm in a better place. So it's good, good to do the reflection and be like, Oh my gosh, like, wow. But also realize like, maybe I was in a worse place than I thought, you know, you don't really like, yeah. you kind of realize, but you don't really realize, but and- also
1: that you got through it.
0: And you got through it. And that's a a beautiful thing about reflection is you can mm -hmm. really see like each of us have this human experience where we have these like high highs and low lows and that's all part of it. And it's, it's like to see your resilience, I think is like such a beautiful thing. And I think a lot of times reflection can do that. You know, we can you can be nostalgic about something, but then every once in a while, like, f- like for instance, like I can be nostalgic about times in my youth where I had like my wild child years or like, you know, ex-boyfriends or like whatever. And then it's like, you you remember like some of the other realities of it. And you also are like, oh my God, I'm so happy where I am now. Mm-hmm. Um, And so it's easy to get that like, oh, that was so fun and da da da. But then it's also like, like sometimes you also get that little glint. I don't
1: necessarily want to go back to that. You
0: don't want to go back to yeah. that. Yeah. It's sort of like, like you know, a lot of people are like, oh, high school, just get through it. I really had a pleasant high school experience. So I'm always like, oh, I wasn't so bad. But I don't want to go back. I yeah. don't really want to go back to high school. You know, yeah. I don't think I would want to go back to like my 20s, even though like there's things about it I loved. It's sort of like, you know, it's nice to
1: reflect, but it's also nice to be where you are now. Yes. And I somehow, weirdly reflection helps bring me, it kind of like sometimes just takes my brain and like helps bring me to where I am. Uh Like sometimes I have to guide myself through the experience of, okay, Kayleen, this is where you've been. These are the things you did. To, to your point about when you started 2019, you could have never imagined all of the things that had transpired, but you kind of set those intentions. And so now, you know, you get to look back and see the synchronicities and the opportunities. And if you're into manifesting and you're into alignment and you like seeing patterns, it can be affirming. Yes. Yes. To say, hey, like this stuff works, and sometimes if you're just going through your day and day and focusing on being present and all of that, then you maybe miss the opportunities to see how it is working in your favor. And another thing about reflection that I really appreciate is the opportunity to recognize my own patterns, especially in reading old journals, which I don't do very often. But when I do, it. Will bring to surface things that I have been saying for. 10 15 20 years oh,
0: it's like longer than you even think yeah. I, I went home to visit my mom and she has all of our old like composition books from like grade school and like where you get like a prompt of the day and mm-hmm. like half the words are misspelled and it's like in crazy handwriting I had a terrible handwriting growing up and I like pulled one out and it was in like third or fourth grade and literally it was like why is the world like duh, duh, duh? I had these like d- I was like a deep kid but I had these like You're like why are people feeling entitled Oh my God, I I literally, I'm going to find it. It probably was. It was like, why do people feel like they can hurt other people? It probably was something like this. Do you know what I'm saying? (laughs) And, but it's so funny to read that and be like, oh God, I am literally the same. the same person. Like yeah. I, I, I grow and I change, but we stay the same. There's like some core things yes. in us
1: that, like, that we bring with us. That we, they, 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 we, we arrive carry here them. and we have. Yes, them. And it is so, so crazy, and it's actually for me very freeing to yeah. recognize those because sometimes when I have the awareness to give myself permission to let those things be and just let them be. Yeah, maybe those aren't the things that I should try and change. I mean, we've talked oh, yeah, about yeah, before, yeah. like. If you're right-handed, do you want to continue – do you want to practice being left-handed or do you want to work on your right-hand handwriting? I would prefer to have nicer right-hand handwriting than – I'm never going to use my left hand. Uh, so why yeah. am I going to try to change the things that are like inherent to my personality that I brought with me when I arrived on earth? Well, one of my things this year that I'm allowing and that I've learned about
0: through doing this podcast through um, human design in uh, is that I – love to, I love a challenge and I really learned through that. And that's how I grow. And that's something that I like to do for myself. Yeah. So at the beginning
1: of this podcast, we just to set the stage, yes. Jordan was talking about how she loves hundred day challenges. And then at one point she said she was going to quit doing hundred and, and yes, challenges. I did. <laughs> and I had like a real, but then we discovered, but I had a real
0: moment with myself where I was like, I feel it was quite interesting, actually. Kayleen brought something to my attention through, whose class did you do? Jess Field. Jess Field. Okay, she did one of Jess Field's human design classes about like the centers being open. Mm -hmm. And she shared with me something about having a closed heart center, which is something that I have in my human design that really makes me feel a little bit like if you're familiar with human design, there's all the different types. Go back to our episode, The Woo of You, if you need a primer on this. But there's in human design, like there's a certain energy types where they kind of flip from one thing to the other. And what I felt was so interesting about this is I, I care a lot about how other people feel like it's something that is personal to me. And sometimes when I set myself up with a challenge, I can feel other people feeling like it's a knock at them.
1: Like mm-hmm.
0: I, I get the feeling mm-hmm. of like, by me setting myself up to do this challenge, it's as if somehow like I'm not a very competitive, I've said this before yeah. to Kayleen, I'm not a very competitive person, but I can feel that it comes off that way to somebody else. As if when I set myself up to do a challenge, it can make other people feel as if I'm saying that they can't, or like by me doing it, I'm trying yeah, to see how I know I'm what phrasing you're this.
1: Because it's like when... If you're like embarking on a new dietary change or a new like religion or philosophy, and even if you keep it relatively to yourself right. and don't try to impose it on other people, some people will. will or if you stop drinking, which was one of your challenges, yeah. some people will perceive that oh, automatically as you it has you been thinking less of them. This has been a
0: fascinating year, yeah. and so many i have taken on. I've taken on, quite, I've a taken few on quite a many challenges and really stuck to the bulk of them for a long period of time. Yeah. And what I have noticed is it's always different people Mm -hmm. and it's always different ways. Like my current one is social media and it's so funny because like it'll trigger certain people in certain ways and I can feel it. And, uh, but show when you showed me that it it taught me why, because a lot of people with open heart centers, they, they can feel that way when they're around somebody with a closed heart center, because it kind of can come off like that. And, and it's, it, the lesson in that was sort of to, for me, to be aware of that and be considerate more considerate of that when Mm -hmm. I'm expressing like my, you know, being, doing a challenge. But there's another part of my human design, which I've talked about before, which is like my martyr heretic, which is like my thing is like, I have to self-sacrifice so that I can tell the world how to do it. Mm-hmm. And like, so basically you may not have to do these challenges, but my findings might be of some use to you. Mm-hmm.
1: So, which is another part of being a projector is you are telling your experience. Yes. And so, but also projectors can be a little too much for some people, especially if they didn't invite you. And so there was that moment in the podcast
0: where I had this kind of like, no, I don't want to do this. And that's sort of how I was feeling. And when you showed me that, Mm -hmm. it brought back to me the permission to do a challenge if I want to, complete it if I want to, and not if I don't, and to share with the world to like, to a degree, what I'm doing. But also I'm trying to do it in a more considerate way where it's less like, oh, everyone has to do what I'm doing.
1: Yeah. And I mean, I think that there is some momentum that occurs, at least for me, when I've embarked on any big sweeping change is you get excited about the benefits of it. And so sometimes like if you're, you get really into meditation and then all of a sudden I want everybody to be meditating. And so that vibe can be a little too much for people, especially if it's something that they don't want to do or they think it's not. So like if you're excited and talking about the benefits of being Mm -hmm. off social media, but I'm like not interested in being off of it, that can just be like a Dicey conversation that maybe you and I don't need to have until I'm ready to talk about it, and so that's sort of like the yeah. the projector like thing of just like doing your waiting thing, for the waiting for the in that invitation situation. and yeah. also to like you know really examine and this is for me as much as it is for you or anybody else is like examine why we are doing the things that we do in yeah. reflection like am I I have in the past decided to be on my phone less in my home to set an example for my husband so that he's off. But that's not a genuine motivation. Yeah, That's to teach Adam a lesson, which is not my job to teach. Like I need to be teaching myself my own lessons. I'm I'm not saying this for you, but I'm just saying for me in general. Like it's important to, I think one of the values of reflection is to like, and sometimes you need space yeah. and time to like, in the moment, I didn't really see that that's what I was doing. I thought I was like doing something for for good, but now I can kind of look back and be like, oh yeah, I was, I was really trying to school Adam and be, and win <laughs> at life. Yeah. Um, but life's not a competition and it's not about But that's winning. the thing is that that's what that really taught me. Yeah. I don't
0: have a, I literally don't have a competitive bone in my body. I used to get in trouble on sports teams because they would be like, you are allowed to play. I, I would get on the team because I love setting myself up the challenge of like, like making the team. That's a challenge against yourself. Mm -hmm. So I would set myself up with the challenge of making the team. I would make the team. And then I was forced to sit on the bench and they would keep me as a bench warmer because they were like, unless you stop talking, to your teammates, we're not going to let you play. But I didn't care about playing because I didn't actually care about winning because I don't actually care about the competition. So it's like, but I do have that nature of myself where I always want to grow and be better. Mm-hmm. But it, but that was a lesson to me and learning about like the open and closed heart centers was like other people or can defined and undefined defined and undefined is other people it makes your
1: heart sound closed. I know, doesn't it? <laughs> um,
0: because it can, because other people can read that as a competition. And so like being like wary of that. And so, you know, but also being on the podcast, like I use this as an example to share what I'm doing and either people invest or they don't. And Mm -hmm. so that's sort of like that invitation to, to share, but it's been an interesting year of challenges. And that's a great thing to reflect on because they have been so varied and some successful and some not, and some like what I've learned from them and what I haven't, but not one of them do like, I regret embarking on. Well, that's good. Yeah. Yeah even even if I haven't kept up with it, some of them have taught me that like no I like to drink or you know like it's been it's been really interesting like i've I've learned a lot of different things like the pros and cons of of all sorts of aspects of human nature and myself and mm-hmm. what's good for me and what's not and sometimes what's good for me in one moment isn't good for me in the next and it's just been a really good like learning experience, I'll mm-hmm. say, but it's been it's fun now to like reflect on all those things I have done and it's it's interesting
1: mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, this year I moved my old website from WordPress over to Squarespace and launched kind of a new KayleenElise.com, which is still very much a work in progress as everything is. But in that, I decided that I was going to read through all of my blog archives and really archive, like part with some of them and then carry others with, you know, carry the rest over to the new site. And I didn't get through all of them, surprise, surprise, because I started my blog <laughs> in a 2009. Lot. a lot of reflection. I still want to finish it. Like yeah. I really feel compelled by this project and any person I told that I was like doing this would like look at me like I was insane. But again, to our point, like looking back and reading all of those blog posts that I, I mean, I launched the blog in 2009. So much of it, I actually was like really proud of myself and yeah. really like, I almost like got this feeling of like, gosh, like I admire her yeah. so much. But in those spaces, like I didn't necessarily have like admiration for myself sitting, you know, at my computer in 2009. But right. now looking back, I can see like how much that woman has grown and all that she's done and like the dreams that she had, like I'm living them now. Yeah. And, um, So to also like align myself with the person that I was and like reach back in time and like hold her little face and be like, Hey, you're doing good. Like keep going. There's some elements of time travel that I really like about reflection. And I think when you look back on this year, even with more perspective, it'll be interesting to see what like challenges you've tapped back into and what things like you've made more of a practice and like how you've incorporated these hundred day or whatever blocks of time. Like what you carry with you for the long haul, you absolutely, know?
0: absolutely. I mean, even looking back, I can you know see some of the pros and cons. They're just things that I've learned, and you know how they'll affect me. They'll affect me forever because I did. I embarked on this one thing. You know, mm-hmm. it really is how I learn. Mm-hmm. And so, but I think giving. I think the biggest thing, the biggest takeaway for me this year was in the past I would feel almost embarrassed about like how many things I take on and all in my like gumption to do so much. Like, you know, Nathan, he it's like what he loves about me, but he's like, so he's so different. So he's so flustered about me because he's like, God, you were always so like, like I'll get so into something, Mm -hmm. you know, like almost borderline obsessive. And he's like, Oh my gosh. And then, and then it's just as soon I've moved on and it's something new. Yeah. And I'm giving, giving myself that permission to be that way Mm -hmm. is probably my biggest takeaway of the year
1: did you ever listen to Jeff's, Jess Lively's um, episode on spiral dynamics? Uh uh-uh. It's pretty weird. What is it? I don't even know if I can yeah. like
0: yeah. explain oh, it. Well, put it in but the show because I'm, I'm definitely intrigued. putting it.
1: Yeah. Well, and I think it would be good for me to re-listen too, but I'm pretty sure it's like this framework of understanding and I I'm, I'm almost certain that, and she like defines it. It's like Out there, and then she interprets it, and her interpretations are always a little bit easier to digest. But I'm pretty sure in that episode, she talks about these different levels of kind of like understanding and experiences, which is the spiral dynamics. And so um, there's like one that's more like tribalism. That's like, you know, this is where we all start out and then we get to here and we grow in our understanding of the world. And so it's sort of aligned with Maslow's hierarchy of needs. Uh And so it keeps spiraling upward. But I think she talks about, the importance of giving ourselves permission to, to change and also to change quickly. If we feel that momentum of being into something else, to not feel apologetic about it, to Mm -hmm. continue to grow upwards and explore and learn because we're growth seeking beings and we're here to continue to, to feed our experience. Absolutely.
0: I mean, doing this podcast alone, it's like, you realize how – I mean, we've obviously – we're well-read. We read a lot of these books, and a lot of them are, like, self-help books. We're I mean, doing our best. We're doing, we're doing our best. Like, we are really trying. It's so funny. I've listened, I'm trying without trying. Trying without trying. But it's – but it's, you know, we're hungry for growth yes. and for change. Like, not everybody might be,
1: you know, and that's but fine, we're too. Into it. And but I think we're into we've leaned it. into it We've leaned year. into it, and for sure. And that's – it's been fun, and it's been nice to have – a shared experience with you, but then also to, to share it with our listeners and to connect with people and to see that it's resonating and to be able to like swap notes and compare on like what woo things people are into and be our little woo fan clubs for, you know, Shaman Durek and the like, it's, it's been fun. Yeah. Um, and I think it's, it continues to, to be fun and with reflection The other thing I'd like to do is like play with the universe. And, you know, that we've talked about that with playing with manifesting. And so spending time in reflection, I think, is also a way that we can kind of like tap into that inner knowing and the intuition and inner wisdom. Because reflection is often, you know, it's a quieter, more solitary experience where you're like really examining. And sometimes you can reflect together right. and that brings out something too, but most often I'm reflecting alone. Yeah, And so in that space of slowing down, I can also like think about where I want to go. And so for me, reflection sort of is like looking back and looking forward at the same time. I don't really yeah. separate them in a, and I don't think I've ever like thought it's about that. It's interesting
0: because even doing this episode There's a couple of times now I'm already struggling not to do the forward motion thing because I'm like, well, if we do a new year episode, like that's kind of saved content, but (laughs) it's a little bit of like, because I do kind of finish out the year, reflect and then plan for what I want. Mm -hmm. And I think it's It's like like my my favorite thing to do in the whole wide world. Like probably, uh, you know, um, like I like to reflect every month. Like really, I, l- I love to do that. I think that's yeah. why I love like the, I mean, we reflect monthly because we do these new moon intentions yeah. and letting go uh, with the full moon. And that alone is like mini reflections mm-hmm. every month where you kind of do these like smaller segments of looking where you were and how far you've come. Mm-hmm. Doing a hundred day challenge, like you, where were you at the day one and where are you at a hundred? What all have you learned? Like there's all these different little mini reflections in this year of reflection and even what you're talking to, which is like a life of reflection where you look back at your blog from 2009 Mm -hmm. and it's important to reflect because I think it's so often like I've been listening to um, Justin Long's podcast, Life is Short with Justin Long Mm -hmm. and he has just like different guests on and I just have loved that podcast. It's really great. He's very charismatic. He has like a really great laugh and uh, it just, it's always quite funny. And then they touch on different things. And one of the questions he asked at the end is like, what's your legacy? And it's been so interesting to hear so many people be like, what is Mm. legacy? Like, legacy is, they were like, loaded. But they were like, you're dead in the ground. What does your legacy matter? It was like what somebody said. And it's like, oh my God, that's actually true. Like, 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 they were like, legacy is literally the dumbest thing you could focus on while you're living.
1: And then you, think about, but what about a living legacy?
0: And I think about the, I guess this year has been a big year for me thinking about like the one thing that somebody might say that triggers you in this way that like changes the whole course, like the butterfly effect, like this whole, like, like how one tiny moat, you know, butterfly wing flap, it affects this, this, and this, and you don't realize how things go. So it's like, you may have a bigger impact with something you say than you realize, because, and I realize this, even looking back at, I would say the biggest thing that achievement I've had this year is really overcoming imposter syndrome. And you know what did it? I think it was you who told me about, was it you were talking about Liz Gilbert's podcast Mm -hmm. and why she would never do it again. Yeah. Okay. And the reason that Liz Gilbert said she wouldn't do her podcast anymore is because she had all these like luminaries on who were telling you that they have imposter syndrome. And she realized like, it was just, everyone has it. Fear. The fear. That's what it was. The fear of fear. But to me, it's like the fear, like, We all live with this idea that we can't do it or that we're not good enough. And we all have this fear. And um, I told, because my friend Ben was texting me a meme about imposter syndrome. And I was like, I'm just over imposter syndrome. Like, I really feel like we all, like once you realize every single person has it, it kind of takes it away. So it's like, it's like even, you know, who am I to do a podcast? Well, I'm me, I'm doing the podcast. Like, it's fine, Um, you know yeah so just try it like what's what's the worst and just kind of getting over yourself a little bit because mm-hmm. you realize how like what an ego loop it is to get caught up in to worry so much about like what you're producing and how it's not like how you're not enough I don't know it's like it's like I really just like I have this bird's eye view of it now where I feel differently and I'm Good. not saying I'll never have imposter syndrome again but right now I can't see that I would because I'm I mean, like I don't
1: really have it uh, yeah
0: and it's inter but it's interesting to hear when people do and so many people yeah. do and then Ben sent me this meme that was like, When you're, when you're such an, when you have such bad imposter syndrome, you feel like you shouldn't have imposter syndrome. (laughs) And I was like, oh my gosh, it's so true. Maybe
1: that's us. Yeah, that's funny. I just, I saw Liz Gilbert speak at a tune in um, Atlanta, outside of Atlanta, and it was, so interesting cuz she spoke about creative living beyond fear which i really hope is her next book because the talk was fascinating but she broke down how our brains have developed through evolution and she said that evolution and mother nature are very um she said that mother nature and evolution like hold on to things they don't really get rid of things so a good example is like who knows what our tonsils are for, you know, there's like stuff that like, it just holds on to as we evolve. And so she brought up a few different examples. And then she said that like our first brain was like our lizard brain. And that brain is here to like protect us from dying, which doesn't, you know, we don't face that every day. No, but it is really important. And so we have that, but that's like at the base. And then on top of that is our mammalian brain. Am I saying that right? (coughs) I think so. Mammalian brain. Okay. And that is like the brain that gives us connection and makes us feel like a sense of belonging. And so if you've ever watched on YouTube, like reunited puppies running to their, uh. their mama, like that's that brain that they have that we also have. And then on top of that is our creative human, a brain that makes us unique and want to create. And we're the only thing that exists that we know of that's like out there creating. And at the heart of what we're here to do, according to Liz Gilbert, is to, to create. But our fear gets in the way of that so yeah. constantly. And so her approach, which she talks a lot about in Big Magic, is to align with that fear, to be like, hey, fear, I see you. She yeah. personifies it. And thank you, but you're not needed here. And she like goes into the story about how she's pretty certain that no one's died, or she certainly hasn't died from writing bad poetry. So, But her fear always kind of crops out when she sits down to write really bad poetry. She's not even a poet, but she just wants to write poetry, but her fear tells her that it's going to kill her. And so she kind of plays this story of how like, I don't think it's going to happen, but I'm going to let you do your job fear. And I'm going to keep doing mine, which is to create. So we can both do our jobs and we can coexist. And I appreciate you for doing what you need to do, but like, I'm not going to let you rule the show. And so I think that's what you're talking about. It
0: is. It's, it's in my human design chart, one of my channels. So that's like one of your big winners is the channel of perfected form, which means that I can get caught in a perfectionist loop. Mm. And you wouldn't strike me as a perfectionist. That's
1: kind of interesting considering your OCD.
0: It is, uh, Yeah. Right. Isn't that funny? And my best yeah. friend has it too. She's huh. a projector with the projected form, but hers is so different than me. Like she's like, she was like our valedictorian full ride to Cornell. Like, mm-hmm. you know, like she's still like achiever, achiever. And I, I'm not that, you know, but I also have like, like OCD and I, I, you've really pushed me along the way this year to like really overcome aspects of, uh, you know, I really learned that like done is better than perfect mm-hmm. and that mm-hmm. it's good to create and
1: just putting it out there. Yeah. And it's like, does it have to be this perfect thing? Is it like the, but like what can somebody, no, but also I think the thing that you and I have both realized is like, we have a certain standard. And so like if we just make, like it's going to be okay. Like it's not going to be terrible. Right. But we're like afraid of it, but it's not going to be terrible. And even like, if it wasn't be okay.
0: But I feel like that – like I before, I was somebody who would have had anxiety at night where like I couldn't sleep because I'm like playing things over in a loop in my brain of okay. like the, what Liz Gilbert is talking about where like the fear comes and it's like wants to hinder you from creating the thing. And – it's just trying to protect you. It's just trying to protect you. But it's, it's, it's like a lot of just that one thing you said about her on that podcast. And it was like not even the full story. It was like right. just some little offhand comment. Yeah. It has stuck with me so much. Hmm. And it's made me have this different perspective on, I hope that is her next book because it's what she yeah. needs to write about. Because yeah. it's the thing that most people are dealing with. Mm-hmm. And now I'm talking to other people and I'm realizing the commonality of it. It's almost like, why should we even have this if it's this comment? if it's this common, everyone feels this way. Like you're talented at what you do and you impress me, but then you have this like feeling at night that's keeping you up. Like, am I good enough? We all have this, like, yeah. this is so universal. So like it almost takes it away. Yeah. And so it's been this year where I've really, that isn't something I necessarily feel.
1: Yes. Uh, so another thing that I learned at a tune, Shaman Durek was speaking also. So it's so interesting. And I think, a huge opportunity for me to spend some deep time in reflection is to really, I want to spend more time with these teachers that I learned from through reading their books and listening to the podcasts, and even just like pretending that I'm sitting with them in a room <laughs> and channeling them because they all talked about love and they all talked about fear. It was the constant through every and all of the different teachers and speakers had really different viewpoints, but then they all came back to these same messages. And Shaman Durek said that fear is just a lack of information. And once we have the information that we need, the fear melts away. It can't exist. And it's just like when you shine lightness into the dark, the darkness can't exist anymore. Or maybe it still exists, but then you've got light with you so it can carry you along Uh the way. So yeah, I think that once you have a piece of information that, Hey, this is a feeling that everybody has, or I know that, um, public speaking is a, is a very fearsome thing for a lot of people. I once had a very wise person tell me that those nervous feelings that you have in your body, that is a reaction, a chemical reaction that is happening in your body. And everyone has that feeling. Yes. That nervous butterfly feeling is something all bodies experience. Absolutely. The only way... To get through it is to, to get up and talk. And so I'm yep. not like a major public speaker, but I I stood up at the Liz Gilbert talk and yeah. asked her a question and my whole body was vibrating in fear. I will tell you this. I played every sport growing up
0: and I was a competitive speaker in high school. And do you want to know which sport caused the most sweat or which activity oh. caused the most sweat? public speaking yeah. in high school. Yeah. And I love to speak publicly. I, like I do. <laughs> Shocking, uh, Yeah, I do. But I do. I really do. I've, I I, feel like I'm good at it. So I like to do it. And, and I was a competitive speaker. So I had to do it. You're it's so like funny. This you said
1: I don't have a competitive bone in my body. A competitive speaker, though, it's like quite
0: different. I just don't. <laughs> I, I, I'm not worried about them, just me. And so it's sort of like, um, <laughs> I didn't care what place I came in. I'll say that. But it's like such a fun thing to kind of go up and do. And I will tell you though, like, yeah, those like literally your body has such, like you get the stress sweat where it's yeah. like the stinkiest sweat you've ever sweat. It's like the grossest thing, but it's like so funny. Cause I, out of all the things I've ever done, that's the thing that made me sweat the most. And, and it's a skill that you hone and that you get better at. And that like, it that's really helped me throughout my life. Like I'm a pretty good interviewer in different things because, and it's only because I did this one
1: thing growing up that, mm-hmm. you know, I, well, you just, yeah. Tried. you And it doesn't, it's not that it doesn't happen to you, but you are less fearsome of it. it oh, it happens. Right. I, I have the same, but you can kind gut of gut reaction. Yourself I have the same, like, it's yeah. almost like you're having a panic attack. I have
0: that yeah. same feeling. Yeah. I just do it. And so you're exactly right. Like, I love what he said about, uh, or Shaman Dirk said to y'all about, shining the light on it. And that's what I feel like. I feel like the veil of imposter syndrome. And that's like such such a buzzword that's come up in the last couple of years. But I feel like that feeling it's like, it's so universal that, and I've, I've realized that. So it's really like dialed it down for me to where, like, I don't think I've lost one night's sleep over like what somebody else thinks of me or my creative projects. And that hasn't stopped me or deterred me from completing or doing anything or, you know, like the fear of offending somebody. It's just not something I'm not that I don't care what other people think I do. And I've compassionate for other people, but I, I'm not letting it affect what I'm putting out, if Mm -hmm. that makes sense. Mm -hmm. So I don't know.
1: I think that's interesting. One of the things that he also said that you would like is that you can ask for more information. So if you're in a situation where you're feeling fear and you don't have all the information, ask for more information, ask your spirit guides, ask your ancestors, ask your inner voice, like ask for information. And I feel like that is kind of what we talked about in the gratitude episode but in reflection like sometimes we just need to like gather more resources gather more information yeah. and we're in control of that more than i think we can sometimes realize especially in a moment of like feeling like you don't have what you need is like okay well what what can i what can i gather for myself or who can i call on and i think the one of the big things that i've really opened up to this year aside from expanding my crystal collection is like becoming much more open to thinking about my shadow, but also thinking about my spirit guides and my angels and my ancestors. ancestors. And, um, you know, it's funny because I feel like all of this stuff is like very like popular and in in right now. But all of this stuff has existed forever. I had this really weird thing that happened recently.
0: And I think I got to make sure I was listening to a show. I don't want to like say this wrong, but I think I was listening to a Shaman Durek episode or may, it may have been his book, and maybe you can tell me if you remember this from it because I'm like, I don't want to, I, I may be talking about somebody completely different. But they were talking about, maybe it wasn't this at all, but it, somebody was talking about like, I think it was Sean McDurick, has to be him, how like when you die, like that basically you like rewatch your whole life. He said that when he died, that okay. was what happened. When I was a child, I had, the, I can remember being on a playground and having a moment and having this, I was very little, like I had to be, probably around five or six and cause I can remember kind of what playground I was on. So tells me school time. Yeah. So probably about five or six Have this memory of like almost standing outside of myself, watching a situation happen where like a kid was being like mistreated. And I remember like watching, thinking to myself how I handled it and having this like memory hmm. of rewatching my life. Like when he, when I heard him say this, I was like, this has happened to me before. This is wow. like a real woo woo thing that it's pretty out there But hey, you know what? Go with it. That's pretty woo. And I've always, I carried that with me for like a couple of years. Like so, so much so that like I would win the citizenship award at school for like helping other kids. And I was like class favorite because I would, because I really stuck with me when you look back at your life. Like the moments you're proud, because this is going to happen. You're going to have to watch this all again. You're going to mm-hmm. have to relive this. And that's sort of like what he said happened, like after he died, like that he had this like moment where he's like faced with everything he'd done, not in a way that was like super judgmental. And that's yeah. how I felt about this too, is like, I'm not going to come back and like have this like deep despair over right. it. But when I, when he said that, I like immediately was taken back to like that moment on the playground where I, I can like remember where I was and remember having sort of like an out-of-body experience of like, you're going to have to watch this again. So like, be careful how you handle it. It hmm. was like this moment I had. And that kind of stuck with me like recently of like doing your best and feeling proud at the end of the day. And, and that's really maybe what matters. Like, mm-hmm. you know, but these little one-off interactions that you have with people, like those matter too. Yeah. And that's it. Talk about reflection. Like, you know, but when he said that, that was so, it, it was so real for me. I was like, Oh my God, like, I know what he's talking about. Like, I yeah. remember this. And, um, and I was, that's kind of like, I remember, like for years, that was my core belief. Like I can remember being like, okay, you can't do that. You've got to be this kind of a kid hmm. because you're going to have to play this on a loop again and see who you were. Wow. So it's sort of like, <laughs> I'd kind of forgotten it. And then yeah. when he said that, I was like, Oh, and it really brought me back to like, just how you handle every day and how you interact with people and like being a kind person like it makes you think talk like talk about reflection like being kind to your weight stuff or like being you know being appreciative and like ha- having gratitude and are you proud of how you interact with people in these moments because i think sometimes we like Oh, it was just this like one day, but you may have to kind of go back through it and not, not with necessarily like some strong judgment because we are humans and you know, that's part of it. Mm -hmm. You have these ups and downs. And this isn't about Catholic guilt. No, (laughs) no. It's not about feeling guilty, but it's about, um, just reflecting.
1: Yeah, totally. And I mean, I generally would say... I'm pretty kind to like every person I interact with. The person who gets probably the worst of me is Adam. And so <laughs> that is a, a huge opportunity for growth Absolutely, in this next year. That's something that I think I, and, and for me, there's something that I've been finding in my personal reflections where I feel like I've really connected with my girlfriends lately and this year has been a huge connection point between um, my best friend, Christy, and just some other women that I've like really just, I I went to, in January, I went to Pittsburgh and saw Jess Lively with yeah. my friend, Chelsea. And so I've had all these different opportunities where I've really connected with other women, which I think I was, I was really wanting, but my, my hope for this next year, and it doesn't have to start on January 1st, It could start today, is just like, how can I bring some of that kindness and appreciation and everyday acknowledgement a little bit more to Adam? Cause Absolutely. he's the person I chose to spend my life with. It's funny.
0: Cause the last, like part of my social media exit was because I was telling Kayleen, like it, it does affect like, um, Nathan and my relationship and, In a way of like, I'm just not paying attention and then kind of like gifting him with this like more of a focus. It's like you know, not doing it to resent him, so to speak, like, or because I've like... Because you want to win. Because I want to win or... Well, but you wouldn't do that because you're not competitive. (laughs) But But I'm not doing that to prove a point. It's doing it literally to be kinder to him because he appreciates it and wanting him to feel good. Mm -hmm. And I realized kind of that same thing. Like a lot of this year was about community collaboration. And so I really leaned into that. Like when I started the year, I really wanted to manifest girlfriends and like we started this podcast and like, Mm -hmm. you know, you and I have had the opportunity to like go to these events together and like really just... Like be girls about town Like mm-hmm. I feel like I have Such a community In Austin now yeah. Of women Who mm-hmm. I can like Reach out to Like there's Abby And there's you know Like Katie Dalebau And there's um, I mean she's not in Austin But there's like uh, Lauren from the Commune And yeah. there's like All these different people That like weren't even In my line of sight That right. I now kind of like Like know of mm-hmm. the, And it's like this broad, Yeah I mean we went To that a community It's a conference A conference Yeah current conference So fun and, and, yeah. and I felt like like it's it's such a community mindset Mm -hmm. in that I feel such a community at my workspace. Like I feel like I've had so many new clients recommended to me and coming in and that's like really expanded that aspect of my community. And so I think you're right. Like I kept telling myself like relationship was on my list, but it was like so low on my list. But then it's like, that's actually the person I interact with the most. And Mm -hmm. it affects my like day to day the most. And the funny part is like I, the reason I had been so resistant to getting off of my social media was to, more to spite him, if that makes sense. Oh. I don't care if I'm on it in the car. You you work all the time, and yeah. this is like that's why that I'm happened. allowed to do this. Yeah, and so I did it almost as like a kindness, but I do feel like the weird thing is like when I put that in with that kind of energy, it, there was such a shift, and it wasn't coming from a place of like resentment about it. It was coming from a place of like wanting to shift and I do feel like we're heading into the new year on a much higher like you know marital trajectory than maybe even just a few months ago and yeah but it's like it's um, it's just another thing to focus you know and there will always be moments there's going to be dips I mean if god anybody who's been married a long time that's what they'll tell you like just stay through it because like there's valleys you know and so you like have to hold on and and get through. But I do think it's like the relationship thing. Yeah. That's, that's the person I interact with. And I'm not often proud of our daily interactions when you're like, Oh, How many times do we roll our eyes at hey. each other or like ask each other to do something Yeah, or you know, so that, but it warranted some reflection mm-hmm. and in doing so I realized that like, Oh, maybe I shouldn't do things out of resentment mm-hmm. and do it more out of like a kindness because that's actually a nice thing to do. And I want him to be kind to me too. Mm-hmm. And that's helped. It's helped
1: shift things. So you, that's really good. So you have you already like decided your your word for the like in your I, okay. You, you don't you don't have to say no, it. No, I want
0: to actually. It's something, oh. and you totally reminded me, and I wasn't gonna say it, but let me say it. Okay. Um, okay. So, real quick, I'm just gonna finish this out with my word for next year, and it's it was my word for this month, but I've like actually love it so much because. I was walking through the grocery and I've been real into like my old world life lately. I watched Dark*. I've been very into like just, you know, that's how I get this time of year. And on the cover of the new Magnolia Journal, which is uh, Joanna Gaines, like a little magazine that comes out quarterly and it says, resolve to seek beauty in all things. And the cover itself is just like gorgeous, really leans into my like old world leanings. I haven't bought a magazine this year. This is my first one buying this year, but I just, I, I passed it once and I was like, I grabbed it, looked at it, checked out at the grocery, didn't get it. And then I was back and I saw it again and I was like, you know what, getting that, like want to see what that's about. And she had different words for each season and the word for winter was resolve, but then she was saying that she wanted to keep it for, she ended up making it a year of resolve mm-hmm. and the thing about it that she said, and let me find it in this real quick because I read her little letter from the editor. And I don't want to read too much, but she basically said how living with resolve can be like two different things. I'm not, I'm not going to actually read it, but it said she, resolve is two different things. So it can be resigning oneself so allow that allowing, and then she also said it can be determining oneself. Hmm. so like setting mm-hmm. like setting up with resolve to do something. Mm-hmm. And so that is my word for next year. Mm-hmm. I love it so much because I'm like, and I'm letting it be my word for my intention for the rest of the remainder of this year is too, in more of an allowing way. but then like, as you make a resolution and your new year's resolutions like to resolve to do something. And so I love that as the intention for the year. I also think like, I've never picked this up before, but it's so oh, cute and great. great. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. So I'm um, so impressed with that. But I love this one specifically. Y'all should pick it up. And that is my word for next year, resolve, which I like because it just embodies so much. Mm-hmm. It's both an allowing and both a resolution to mm-hmm. uh, determination to do something.
1: Ooh, I like yeah.
0: that. So how about you? Have you thought any it about?
1: Well, so my word of this year was Trust. And that was like a really solid word for the year because I started the year as like a stay-at-home mom and I'm finishing the year still in definition, but I've got a podcast, I've got a website design business, I've sell books. I've got all of these. I'm launching a new workshop in January for Celebrate Cultivate. So I have a lot of different things in the works, but I'm certainly not a stay-at-home mom. So this year has been a lot of trusting and allowing and figuring things out along the way. And in working with Abby Miller, our our business coach, I had two words. So one I think is intent and one is an intention or Mm -hmm. something, but one Mm -hmm. of them was launch, (laughs) which makes perfect sense for all that I tried to accomplish this year. And the other one was magic. And when I met Shaman Durek and had the, we did a book signing with him, which was amazing. It was free. He was so present and so just wonderful to be with. And when we queued up to, to get our book signed. You know, my friend Christy was like, what are you going to say to him? And I was like, I don't know. We'll just see what happens. And, um, I always get a little bit of anxiety when I'm in a situation where I have to tell somebody my name because Kayleen is kind of a weird name and then people want to know how to spell it. And so like at Starbucks, I tell people my name is Kay and I just don't deal with it. And so in a book signing, like I was like, I'm gonna have to spell my name for him. And there's a lot of vowels. So people don't always get it right. And he says, I don't do names in books because Books travel beyond us and who knows where these books are gonna end up. Yeah. And so I write a message and the message is for you and then it's for whoever else ends up with the book. Oh my gosh. I love it. It solves a very practical problem <laughs> yeah. it makes his life and what he's doing much and easier what a waste of time to have to spell so many people's names when you think about how, it, how do you spell that like and it, it takes frees away up, and it frees up time for him to really give a message so um he like he, he was like chatting with us but he would like write a sentence and he would like stop and I was he has a really strong connection to his grandma who's no longer on this earth but definitely still with him yeah so I was like imagining he's like Chatting with like our guides and like hanging out with his mom. Yeah. He's like thinking, it really seemed like he was like getting these messages yeah. from something somewhere. Cool. And I like was trying not to read mine because I wanted to like be sitting down at dinner and Christy and I like both opened our books uh. and read our message. So I'll read you mine. Yes. He said, I see you being able to launch in the most beautiful way. And I was like, <gasps> what? That's crazy. I mean, of all of the words and of all of the things. Yeah. And I had picked, we got these like intense.
0: Whoa, that's so woo. Isn't that so cool? (laughs) Yeah.
1: And we had picked these like intention bracelets, these mantra bracelets, and I picked the word magic for it. So I had already gotten my word magic. And then I got my word launch from Shaman Durek. Like- A message from him, from the universe, that I was like, okay, I'm supposed to keep going, and my launch is like, it's all, it's, it's unfolding, and I don't think it's something that just like happens, and then I've arrived. Like it's, it's gonna keep happening. What did Christy say? I can't remember. Yeah. We did an episode, um, on her podcast, which I'll link to that oh, recaps our whole experience. It um, it will be when this okay. episode okay. airs. Perfect. Yeah. So you'll be able to listen to it, but it's a long one. Cause we go into everything and yeah, it was just so cool. Hers was perfect for her. Yeah, And if we had gotten each other's, like we still would have been like happy about it, but it wouldn't have resonated. Like yeah. the word launch wouldn't have meant what it meant to me. And so that was really cool. So I haven't decided what my word for 2020 is I kind of take like a slow burn approach to reflection, Honestly, especially through the holidays. Me too,
0: I, I would hesitate to say that I'm coming up with my word in. We're still in November. Yeah, if we're, when being we're really honest. It. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, I, I mean, I would hesitate to say that, but I just knew. Yeah, it's like everything well, about that's this. Great, and so I feel so excited.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, for me last year, Celebrate Cultivate, which is this kind of like online retreat workshop that I hosted. It was in December. It was the month of December. And so the intention was to celebrate the year and cultivate more of what we want next. And I included daily prompts and a newsletter. And I was, I was so into it and I was showing up so fully for it and doing the holidays at the same time. And I woke up in January and was just like, (gasps) too much. Yeah. Too much, too much, too much. So this year celebrate cultivate is going to have a little bit of a different flavor. It's going to be a deeper experience, probably less participants because it's going to be a paid experience to work with me, but it's launching January, mid January, maybe the last week in January. Like I might even pick the new moon, January 24th, like, because I think that there's momentum, certainly a new moon, new woo, but my, I like to kind of spread it out a little bit. And when I hired Abby, our coach, She's like not just our coach, but she's a coach that we both yeah. work with. Yeah. <laughs> our personal coach, Abby. I, it was the middle of the year and yeah. we did a year's worth of goal setting together. And I just loved, I love to be able to like look back and look forward at any point so certainly there's energy in it December and January timeframe, but there's also like, you can do this work whenever. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, I don't have a word, but those are some of my stories I yeah. wanted to share with you. Oh, that's so exciting. <laughs> All right. Well, we've kind of run the gamut in this episode. Is there any other final rituals or practices or things that you want to talk about when it comes to reflection that you want to leave with us here today? <sighs> I think that it's good to do.
0: Yeah. Just, just the little note of like, if you're not doing any reflection, like you should, cause it's, it'll make you feel good. <laughs> it's not so scary, right?
1: No, I think it's, I think it's, um, I think if it feels good that you should, you can do it. If you're not into it, then you're still here. How are you still here? I think we're all kind of into it. So that brings us to the conclusion of this episode and to the end of season one of That's Pretty Woo. Thank you so much for joining us on this journey. Whether you've been with us from the first episode or you're just tuning in, we appreciate you so much. This podcast is truly a delight to create and share with all of you. We hope the end of your year is filled with opportunity for reflection.
0: Let us know if this episode has inspired you to try any of the practices we mentioned, Kaylee. And I will be planning our season two here soon. So DM us on Instagram if or have, send
1: us an email if or, you're not on Instagram.
0: <laughs> or send us an email if you have any episode requests. We'll see you in 2020 for a new year and a new woo. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Thank you, friends, for listening. Please connect with us at thatsprettywoo.com
1: and on Instagram at thatsprettywoo. Make sure you subscribe to catch next week's episode and share our pod with anyone you know who's into stuff that's pretty woo.